weekend. It uh, it has been a roller coaster. Uh, for the first time in a long time, I have real hope for this country. Uh, it's now Monday. We're heading into Tuesday. Uh, and over the weekend, we saw most of the, the convoy make it to Ottawa. Uh, and we saw decent people. We saw respect and we saw people tired and uh and fed up of the government telling them what to do and uh basically overstepping us canadians we are we are patient people we are generous and uh i think as a as a whole we've been plenty generous in the face of the unknown and the and the fear uh two and a half years later uh it is time time is done uh to placate to fear uh people are fed up and they want their lives back they want the government butting out of their medical process they want the government to not be telling you you can open your business you can go to work uh you need to be fired uh and and we're seeing the collective frustration now boil over uh and from my perspective i don't think you get that cat back in the bag uh but nonetheless a hopeful weekend but an eventful one nonetheless uh, it wasn't without its issues. So uh, we're just going to dive right into it this week. Um, I know I had said this was going to be a two-part, and this is part two, but uh, realistically speaking, if this ends up being a major problem or there's new events coming up, uh, we will probably do a third of this. Really, as many as it takes to, to kind of keep up to date and uh, ahead of the, the ball, if, for a lack of a better term. Uh, yeah, so as soon as the convoy hit on Ontario, uh, Justin Trudeau packed his things and called himself a close contact, um, giving no further information. Upon being ridiculed, he he divulged a little more that he was a close contact to his child, who lives in his house, obviously, and that's why he had to isolate. Because if you are a close contact and don't live with them, you don't have to isolate. Especially if you're triple vaxxed and testing negative. Uh, And then, wait till Sunday and all of a sudden he tests positive. Be it as you might, uh, some people called it fake. Some people are just blaming it as an excuse. One way or another, uh, he seems to have no symptoms as reported from Parliament. uh, And he's supposed to be doing virtual... Uh, attendance and and performing whatever duties he thinks he actually does in a day and then in the in the act of performing his duties today he he further double tripled down uh we've all known over the last couple days anyone supporting the truckers is racist misogynist uh swastika flying nazi kkk uh as many character assassinations as one can levy against a wide swath of people. We shouldn't expect anything less from Justin Trudeau, yet somehow I find myself hoping for for a day where he's just not himself, maybe. Uh, we get him on an off day and he has some common decency. That day was not today. Uh, today he came out and tripled down. Uh, he's been tweeting anti-Islamophobia, which is fine. We don't want Islamophobia. We don't want intolerance. Uh, No side wants that. Not really relevant in today's climate. 
but nonetheless, that's that's what he decided to shine his light on through his tweets over the weekend. Today he came out and basically condemned the entire protest, basing the condemnation on the the small. It's not even a minority. It's they're not part of the group. Uh, we we saw what I can only describe as an agent provocateur in a full face balaclava, the only one in the crowd flying a confederate flag with a truck plastered in the center. Uh, it should be noted that this flag is not common. It's not a flag I've ever seen. I've seen plenty of confederate flags. Um, but to see one adorned with a truck, a little quick to get that spun up and, and done with little resources, you would presume a white supremacist has. Most white supremacists don't have a lot of resources. Uh, you're kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel when it comes to that stuff. Anyway, showed up at the protest with a Confederate flag and immediately was chastised and kicked out. Denounced publicly on all social medias. Uh, nobody wants to align with this type of thing. As well as Nazi flags. Uh, we saw, I, I believe it was one Nazi flag that has just been pictured a couple times. Regardless, I'm not trying to diminish the weight of that. And certainly, I have said many times, I worry about swinging too far right. Uh, it is not new to me. Uh, in fact, I, I quite saw the potential for this to happen. Luckily, everyone acted quickly and appropriately. They, they denounced it and shut it down as quick as possible. I know some people are saying that if you have room where these people feel safe, you're already part of the problem. It's nonsense. You cannot be held responsible for the actions of one or two. And yeah, it it is true that anyone, if there's room for one or two of Nazi flags, there's a problem. Yeah, but we denounced it immediately. Uh, nobody's nobody's cheering on these guys, except mainstream media who are eating up the chance to cover it in such a way. And over the course of the last two and a half years, I've lost friends, I've lost family over my morality and my my ethical lines doesn't really bother me uh unfortunately we have to we have to lose some people close to us but nonetheless i don't derive my morality and my ethics from social acceptance um my fundamental values are unswayed by the tides of society i could care less what society says is right uh i firmly believe anything society says is right should largely be what you avoid at least that's where it's come to today. But nonetheless, uh, we, we there's been people cut ties. As of this weekend, I've, I've unfortunately had to cut a couple more. Spewing one-sided garbage. Uh, to say these protests are racist is just an affront to, to facts. It is so little work to, to fact-check yourself and understand that, honestly, this is... I would venture to say, without having the stats in front of me, that this is probably the most multi-racial event we've had in a long time as far as social unity. I have seen uh, Punjabi, Sikh, uh, all sorts of different races, colors, creeds, religions, all joining hands. You, you've got elders of the Ojibwe uh, and other native groups blessing grounds, setting up teepees, doing drum circles, uh, all sorts of ceremonial aspects from, from cultures that are, uh, they do not comport with white nationalism. Uh, if, you're, if you're having a white nationalist convoy, you're certainly not going to have uh, Sikhs 
delivering diesel exhaust fuel uh, additive, DEF. Um, you're not going to have natives blessing grounds and, and saying prayers and doing dances. It's just not how it is. Uh, so, and I mean, realistically, if you're listening to this, I'm kind of preaching to the choir, but I'm, I'm hoping to kind of get this out there so that people that kind of stumble across this or this gets sent to can have a voice of reason. Um, cause certainly we, we don't want to have a white nationalist narrative. Uh, certainly that's not what anyone wants. I have for a long time, I'm probably one of the more balanced voices in this entire conversation in the sense that I'm, I'm willing to share middle ground cause I don't want it by myself. I don't want to win. This is not this is not a win or lose thing for me. Uh, we just want to be left alone. I, I actually had somebody at work mention it to me. They're, they said, "What are you going to do when this is over?" Because eventually it's going to be over, and we we know this. This is abject fact. But the thing is, I don't care. I don't care. I I would love to see a day where I don't feel the need to have this podcast, where there's not a need for a rational adult in the room to sit the the flipping out babies on each side and be like, no, we're going to talk like adults and we're going to get to a compromise here because that's what society is. I want nothing more than that. I want nothing more than for this podcast to become pointless and for society to just return to balance. But it's certainly not going to do that without us kind of grabbing the pendulum and stopping this back and forth nonsense. Uh, I've reached out to a ton of politicians over all this with with that exact language. Uh, quite literally, we need an adult in the room um, because partisan bullshit is not getting us anywhere. Uh, the conservatives jump on any chance to basically get a hit clip on, on Trudeau or one of his top staff and the liberals will jump at a chance to get a hit reel of some virtue signal nonsense and in the middle there's nobody Uh, there's nobody kind of grounding these nutcases on both sides to the middle and the the price we pay is to society as a whole and i think you're seeing that now with the convoy and and how what it's turned into it really transcends politics it transcends ideological differences people just want to be left alone um, and it might be the, the great unifier in this nonsense is people's desire to just be left alone. Uh, it's, it's wild that it's going to take so much action just to, to basically be left the hell alone. Now, there's been plenty of good that's come of this. Uh, I see a ton of unity happening despite the media and politicians' efforts to kind of split it as hard as they can. And the media is so trying to split this and, and maintain the divide. It actually gets sickening and laughable how hard they're trying to keep the divide. But it's not working. Uh, I like to use Twitter as my, basically my temperature check of where we are in regards to the left's perspective. Uh, I find at least because I'm more on Instagram uh, and Facebook, I have kind of curated a bit of an echo chamber and I acknowledge that. I worked it to get information from outside of my chamber and, um, and I, I make that part of my daily routine. Some people I, I genuinely love are um, Jimmy Dore, incredible lefty, but he'll tell you he'll tell you where he stands up front. Makes no qualms about it. Uh, practically a socialist, I, I believe even himself would would call himself a socialist. Economically, we disagree on everything, um, but from liberty standpoint, he, he's a fair 
he shoots down the middle, and I can respect that. Um, so I do try to get out of my echo chambers. But when I want a temperature check of the left, I, I tend to go to Twitter. Because uh, it seems to be the one place, at least my account, I cannot create an echo chamber. I can't get out of... And that's fine. I, it actually serves a, a really awesome purpose in so much that I can check the temperature and see what, what quote-unquote, the other side are saying at any given moment. So you go to Justin Trudeau's Twitter, and he's getting chewed apart left, right, and center. It is it is understandable for me that if I go to Instagram, I'm going to see viewpoints that agree with me. Twitter, I'm pretty, pretty new to Twitter. I don't use it. Um... But I still can go to Justin Trudeau's page, and it's a struggle to find people that are on his side at this point. Um, which I agree, it's it's exactly what we need at this point. But nonetheless, it's uh, he's still trying. Uh, it's it's getting harder and harder for him to keep this going, but he's not stopping, and, I, and it worries me um, because it it is it is effectively neutralizing some of the movement and momentum we had. Uh, I don't think it will long term last. But it is definitely making an impact. Um, and the more worrisome part is his choice to get more flavorful words against populations. Uh, no longer a fringe minority. Um, but nonetheless, he's he's amping up his base in a way that you can't return from. He's not preparing his base to come back to reality. He is painting everyone with a blackface brush that he no longer uses. Um, it hurts, it, it sucks to see, and it's more disgusting to see ideally good politicians not speak up. Uh, you've got a couple now that have spoken up pretty aggressively. Um, but for example, I got my email back from Karen Vecchio, my, my MP in my writing. Uh, not only did she not take my concerns for the language amping up, uh, she denounced the entire convoy as white nationalists. This, again, is a conservative MP uh, who does not stand with the truckers, um, does not stand with freedom, and does not stand with conservative values, as far as I'm concerned. But one legitimate problem the, the truckers are going to face in the very near future, and I, I'm watching it closely, it's, it's making me very uncomfortable. Cootie, I think it's pronounced, uh, Cootie, Alberta? Almost said Alabama there. It uh, just flows. Cootie sounds like an, an Alabama. Anyway, Cootie, Alberta. Uh, they have blocked the border completely. Uh, last I heard, I believe they opened up one lane in both directions. But they have blocked the border. The RCMP have sent in a negotiation team. Um, you should never have a negotiation team at a protest. If you do, you've probably crossed a line. I'm not saying you may or may not be justified in it, um, but the moment you have a negotiator come to a protest, you un- you need to understand you- you've probably muddied the waters in what you're really doing. Um, even if you have a pure heart, which I'm sure these rowdy jo- guys really do have, uh, they have the best intentions, I just think they're going about it in a dangerous way. Um, I don't necessarily... I get the frustration... I worry that optically and politically there's going to be way more blowback from locking out an entire border than it is from protesting. There's there's a difference. There's, there is laws being broken that really probably shouldn't be. Um, international border and all. Uh, jam it up. Slow them down by all means. But when you, when you lock it shut, 
I get it, boys. I, I get you're saying we're not we're not screwing around, but when you go into that fight, you better be willing to die on that hill because uh, any any backing down is a loss and a big one, and any force is going to be a loss as well. But nonetheless, we're watching that unfold. They've got they've got a negotiator. Uh, it sounds like they're cutting off complete supply. They uh, they froze traffic in and out of the area, so food cannot come in. Last update I heard, they were walking it in from the closure point. It's just it's getting messy. As far as Ottawa goes, uh, city councilors are now trying to consider suing the GoFundMe for costs of police and whatnot trying to force truckers out the police have blocked certain roads so the full breadth of the convoy can't make it all the way in whatever it's a logistical nightmare so you're going to have these issues uh it seems from all accounts the police are amicable and and genuinely out to to find the balance so bless them boys and girls uh, just kind of threading the needle. As far as opposition goes, O'Toole has not only been milk toast. That guy has come. He's caused more in favor of Trudeau than he has the the convoy. And realistically, I don't. It doesn't matter where you stand on the principle of the convoy. Your entire job is the opposition. You're you're. The opposition party in Canada's role is checks and balances. Uh, in in the states, they have a different setup, but in Canada, you're, the opposition plays a way more critical role than people realize, and that is a huge chunk of what our checks and balances are. Is the opposition party? So even if they agree with some of it, they they have to keep them honest. You're not seeing that. Uh, Aaron O'Toole is petrified to lose the the left righties um the center rights or whatever he decides to call it he's pandering to a very subset of his base i think genuinely in the hopes to peel off some of the liberal base because really truth be told he seems to be more liberal every day he can't really get up the gumption to to denounce trudeau and what the hell is going on the guy came out with proposals for truck stop vaccine education clinics. I'm sorry, at this point, if you haven't got a vaccine, you aren't getting one. Doesn't matter what anyone says to you. How nice and pretty you ask, how forceful, you're not getting it. Uh, anyone who's wanted it by now has had the opportunity to get it. Anyone that doesn't ought to be left the hell alone. Uh, if for that mistake they get a rougher go of it, then that's on them. And I, I say that as an unvaccinated person. I uh, I have accepted the choices I've made, and I have my reasons for making my choices. But nothing anyone says or does at this point is going to change my stance. Uh, truth be told, if you were in the best... If you genuinely thought these vaccines were going to save society, the numbers don't add up, in my opinion. Uh, it's not doing jack shit. But, nonetheless, if uh, if you truly think this way then your goal would be to have as many people vaccinated as possible. Cool. You've done your mandates, you've done your force, you've gotten everyone that's going to go willingly. Uh, and certainly we're not in the type of country where we're gonna, going to honestly consider unwillingly. Uh, God forbid that ever happens. So, what do you do? The willing is done, and unwilling is not moving. From a public health standpoint, and my, my sole target is to 
get people vaccinated, lift the mandates right now. And I don't even mean that because I'm biased and I want them gone because I'd like to go to the gym because I'd like, it's not even for my own bias. Just practically speaking, you are going to have a percentage of people who are now standing on this hill just because they've picked their stand and they don't want to lose. And that's cool. I'm, I'm with those guys myself. Um, but if you want, you need to give those people a opportunity to win, to save face and and walk out of it. Cause if you lift all this tomorrow, let people have their choice. You've got 10% of the population, roughly not vaccinated out of that 10%. I bet you 2% are just looking for a win. You back up, you let them have their space and their time to really think out what they want for them. And, and as they can see more information, you're going to get more people vaccinated if you just fuck off. Um, so it's not it's not about public health. It's never been about public health. And I think now we're just starting to see it. It is, it is religion. It is dogma. And you must partake in the sacrament or you're unclean. So where do we go from here? What happens? I... I struggle I, again with with Cootie in Alberta. I, I worry that 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 could get messy quick. I think Ottawa is largely safe. Um, realist. I, I've had people send me posts saying that they're bringing tow trucks in and they're gonna. They're not bringing tow trucks in. Nobody's towing these trucks. Again, apply common sense. Occam's razor is almost always the default. Truckers drive big rig tow trucks truckers are not going to tow other truckers period it's not going to happen unless they're asking for it themselves you're not going to get a trucking company to go in there and start hauling these these good old boys away even if you do even if you find a a scabby company to do it it's a multi-week process you're not going to get them cleared and by the time that you clear them out you're going to have two more pop-up for everyone you took away um, and again, this is the other side of the coin I've, I've been saying is they, they will likely overplay their hand and that would just fall right into it. Um, I kind of think we're going to see this stick around a while um, just because Trudeau shows no indication of scaling it back at all. The guy's not interested in it. He's, uh, he's right out to lunch and he's, he's going to play this song and dance until he's done and gone, I think. The question now is, will opposition strike? This is this is the perfect opportunity, and I hate to I hate to spill the tea and get people a little disheartened with the facts, but it looks like a federal election is not off the table. Uh, Aaron O'Toole said today that their fundraising campaign for the 2021 tax season was the best on on record, and they are full funded, ready for another election. Um, keep in mind, we literally just had one where he did not improve the numbers at all. So personally, I I think a leadership review and kick him out would be first and foremost. And then I think we could take a, we could take a federal election any day. What do I see coming from that? I think, I think O'Toole knows his days are numbered and I think Paul Yev is making sure he knows every day. Uh, Candace Bergen came out today and, and scolded Trudeau in the House of Commons, which was good to see. It's it's good to see more politicians kind of picking the populist right perspective, um, giving these people a voice, even if it falls on deaf ears. But but you're seeing more bold people speak up and, and stand up. 
I think Paul Yev's going to run. Uh, if, you, if you're a fan of Jordan Peterson or, or follow him slightly, uh, you'll know he's hinted at having an inside guy. Deep within, high up. Uh, I believe the, the line he used was something to the effect that the person he's got contact with feels like they could have more impact from within than being a sole person from outside. And after thinking about it, and, and remembering also Jordan Peterson said he was going to have Polyev sit down with him soon. That hasn't happened, and uh, and all of the hinting that's happened makes me really think that Polyev is the inside man, and how Polyev is handling himself certainly seems like he's pissing at the feet of O'Toole, uh, marking his territory figuratively. Uh I think he's going to run. He did not run last time. His wife was pregnant, and he, he cited that as why he wouldn't put his name in the hat. Uh, also, uh, he's quoting Andrew Shear and, and tweeting uh, praise from him, which is very indicative of somebody who's courting the establishment right. Uh, in Canada, Shear is a bit of a gatekeeper to, to the more corrupt right-of-center elites. And it is what it is. It's it's unfortunate, but it's part of the game where people have undue influence over, over politics. But he is definitely courting at least a gatekeeper to some of the, the big support. I think Leslin Lewis, who I've said time and time again, has been rock-solid. She's, she's come out against mandates and, and forced vaccination and com- unnecessary coercion for all of this, she's come out from the start. She joined up at the protest. This is a great interview with her and Andrew Layton at, uh, in Ottawa. She speaks on how democracy is literally being protected by doing such events. So I think she is another candidate that, that O'Toole really needs to watch out for. Uh, she strikes me as somebody who would step aside and share in a Polyev leadership. I don't think she, I don't get the self-centered vibe off her. But if Polyev doesn't run, I genuinely think that you very well will see a Leslin Lewis leadership. She's got the heart and soul of the truckers. She's got the heart and soul of the social conservatives at this point. And that that kind of screws with the, the whole narrative of misogynistic, racist conservatives. Because honestly, if my vote's with Polyev if, if he runs. But if the man doesn't run, there's nobody better than Leslin Lewis a black female conservative-minded doctor and lawyer it doesn't really get much better than that in my opinion um and again it's not because she's black or female it's because she has the merits to back it up she has the values and principles that i have um again though the media this is probably why she didn't win leadership to begin with is the media gave her the the silent treatment would not in a time of black lives matter riots and whatnot you've got a black female running for the leader of official opposition and you get no media coverage um i myself joined the conservative party paid my money got my membership just so i could vote for her uh it is it is important to have say and it you can't really have say over your country and your leadership if if you are not part of the process that picks who you get to vote for 
so convention elections are so important, and I certainly think conservatives if, are going to have one soon. In fact, if you're listening to this and, and thinking, hey, we've got to get better people in, now would be the time. And I hate to say it, I really don't want to support the conservatives more than I have to. Um, but now would be the time to register to get into the party so you can vote on the leadership and effectively vote um, O'Toole out of office. Uh, again, it sucks to it sucks to give them money, but it's a small price to pay to have an impact on who steps forward as the candidate. And people really don't understand that when we vote in Canada, we're voting on one of... I'll give... I will be fair, because I voted for Jack Layton, uh, one of three leaders. Uh, they're really, right now, with PPC growing, I, I fully support those guys. They're fighting a good fight. Uh, some of their candidates have issues, but morally and, and value-wise, they're, they're, they're coming along, and they're doing good. Um, but for now, we'll say three parties pragmatically have an opportunity to win. So that means you have three people to choose from for who runs the country. Um, and you didn't get to pick who those three people were. Uh, so to have a, a full and understanding scope of the electoral process t- to join a party and have impact on grassroots, on, on who steps forward for the party. Uh, and, and people don't understand how few people vote in these leadership elections. Um, I, I believe, and I'll have to cite it down below, I want to say it was a couple hundred thousand people uh, voted for o- O'Toole. Uh, basically, voted in the leadership election. It was it was a disgustingly small major- minority in comparison to the population of Canada. So whether they're elite or not, a very small number of people have a ridiculous amount of influence over who gets put forward. So yeah, now would be the time before they close the deadline to membership which basically cuts you off from voting. A leadership election is happening this year. Uh, The question is, will it be expedited in favor of federal expedition? Uh, I fully think we might be back at the polls for Justin's job. So guys, I just had to interrupt and and cut in here. I uh, was just sitting down to edit this episode. Uh, I want to get it out as quick as possible, and I find out a giant chunk of my rant tonight has become moot. Uh, it is now official. A leadership review of Aaron O'Toole's party has now been declared. Uh, they announced it about an hour ago. I'm just getting up to date now. And, uh, yeah, it's about to get real interesting now, boys and girls. Uh, Pierre Polyev, I, I'm watching every step of the way. But uh, O'Toole will not survive this, and I, I think he quite knows that. Uh, and this has been a wild new development in this very multifaceted chess game. So uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, potentially get your your cards if you're if you're wanting to have a voice in this election, which we will see a by election from. Uh, get your cards and registration in now for Conservative Leadership Party uh, before the they put a deadline on and call an actual election. Uh, yeah, wild. But just to, to circle back around, Jen Psaki style, we are not racist. We're not misogynist. We just want to be left the hell alone. Uh, and I know, realistically, if you're listening to this, you probably think a lot like I do. And if that does apply to you, and you do think a lot like I do, I encourage you to try and get out of that bubble. 
Uh, there's nothing wrong with your viewpoints or my viewpoints. Just make sure you don't get drifted away by the by the the tide, because it does get to be quite an echo chamber. And there is a lot of people that would would have no problem allowing. They might not advocate for it, but there's no problem. No small amount of people that would be okay if we kind of just took it back by force and this is this is a that's not right uh, i like i said i just want to be left alone i want to have balance and and represent i'd like for my prime minister not to vilify me every time he opens his fucking mouth uh sorry for the extra harsh there it's just it's repugnant to me when the leader of the entire country can disparage a visible majority. Uh, at this point, there's no ignoring. There's a ton of people pissed off. Yet, he continues to just talk out his ass in disrespect and disregard. And I genuinely think he's he's trying to provoke people. He wants things to pop off. Uh, it, it worries me in how he's behaving. And the guy's, the guy's a lot of things. He's not stupid. I'm never going to underestimate my quote-unquote enemies. Um, politically speaking, the the guy's not stupid. Uh, he's he's doing a lot of what he does with very thought out and meticulous plan, and the media seem to be right in his pocket with it. But don't let this get you down. Uh, we are winning. You're you're seeing you're seeing mandates coming expired very soon. Uh, Saskatchewan's been rock solid. Uh, I would like to see him pick a firm date as to when it expires, but he's made no qualms about the issue. It will expire shortly. Jason Kenney has said as much as the same, as soon as safely possible, which is a garbage metric, but nonetheless, he's speaking in the right direction. Doug Ford and Kieran Moore here in Ontario, because in Ontario, it's not really led by Doug Ford. You get more information from Kieran Moore than you do Doug Ford. Uh, so Kieran Moore said we need to learn to live with this. Uh, we've been we've been led around the nose with fear and told what to do for too long, which is he may as well be a trucker at that point because he's saying everything we're saying uh, with no date when it ends and no hint at the vaccine passports going away. Uh, we are seeing cracks, so the pressure is absolutely building, and we've got them on the ropes. Uh, the the trick is to be tactful and don't waste your energy in ways that are going to hurt you. Uh, just like when you've got a guy on the ropes, it doesn't make a lot of sense to start throwing forty seven haymakers and and use up everything you got when you just got to wait for the right chance. Uh, so sit back, enjoy enjoy what's happening. And uh, just be patient, because as long as we keep it peaceful and we keep the pressure applied evenly, we will win. This will end sooner rather than later. Uh, the the trick is to to not play into the the games of division and into the traps of aggression. It's so so important to not to not get aggressive and and don't let it get you down. I know it's tough, because I like I said I've got friends who jump at the chance to virtue signal how they're not just not racist, they're anti-racist, which is its own whole beast, but they jump at the chance to, to speak like that and to signal that they are morally superior. So you got them sharing just garbage, uh, just absolute trash, uh, conflating people that value freedom with Nazis, which is peak, peak ridiculousness. Uh, just like when they call 
the trucker convoy fascist or, or anyone pushing for freedom fascist, they truly don't understand the word fascist. And, and I know I've got a few listeners that will chastise me for being too loose with my wording. Um, but there's not a lot fascist to it. In fact, trying to cancel and shut down opposing views kind of smells a little fascist to me. I'm not saying it is, but it's definitely closer to it than a trucker parking his truck in the street. Um, but yeah, it's it's wild. I'm seriously, cautiously watching Cootie. That is a dangerous situation, genuinely. Um, I don't think it will be deadly, but but politically it is a hyper-dangerous situation. And if that's not navigated just right, uh, it'll be bad. Anyway... That's our, our update for today. I, uh, yeah, there's, there's hope and there's hurt. Uh, it's not all roses yet. Um, cracks are forming and we are seeing more and more people kind of wake up to what the hell is happening. And once they do, they're not really the happiest. So everyone keep it together. Keep your composure. Uh, cut ties if you have to. It, unfortunately, we're at the point where some relationships won't survive, and it's just how it is. Uh, I've had those myself, and it sucks. It really it hurts. Just know that you're not the one. If you're assuming you align with my perspective, uh, you're not the one pushing these people out. They're pushing themselves out. And that door can open again sometime. Um, but if you're anything like me, it won't be me. It won't be you opening that door. Uh, the door will be unlocked for anyone to come through. But for myself, once you're out, it's, it's on you to try and come back. But we've got unity. Uh, we're joining hands with strangers left, right, and center. Uh, multiple countries are now also following suit. So we have the tide. It is shifting. We are winning. We just have to keep it together for a little longer. Alright, that's this week. Hopefully. I hope I don't have to do another one of these this week. But uh, if I do, I will. If, if we've got crazy developments, uh, I will be sure to drop back in and, and kind of dissect them as we go. Alright everyone, stay safe, stay patient, and stay free. Come and fly.